This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavanagh. And I'm Geroad Farley. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Neve, we're back. I'm so happy. White rabbit, white rabbit, white rabbit, as they say. <laughs> Do they? Well, are you supposed to say that at the start of a new I've never heard season that of a podcast? In my entire life. <laughs> no, I think it's, isn't it, they're supposed to be the first words out of your mouth on a new month. I am going to be 55 next month, and that's the first time I ever heard that. Welcome to you, the listener. Yes. To the podcast which endeavours to fix your life yeah. and heal you. Uh, wow. By offering the wisdom of a Eurovision winner and a comedian. <laughs> and no better people qualified. No better people. <laughs> unqualified. Qual- no, you're, you're thrown around the word qualified, Neve. I know. No better people unqualified. Welcome I think to the podcast that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't say that. I have no money. Uh, Headstuff's little risk assessment of 2023. I'm sure we appear on that somewhere. Ah! Season three. This is very exciting. I know, exciting. it's very exciting, isn't it? it I know is. it's absolutely arbitrary. It's like, when are we taking a break? Well, that's the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a break. We just kind of put in a couple of compilation shows. Although I, I noticed a couple of people say, we miss you so much. I don't need compilations. Yes. <laughs> but then you see, when we do a new season, it kind of flags us up to the people in head stuff. Oh, love it. And they all just kind of go, what? Is that still on? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Neve. Did you have a fantastic Christmas? Well, I did, actually. Oh. I did in lots of ways. Did you? It was a great, yeah. Um, yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, lovely. lovely I was dinner, lovely. Yeah. I... Parties. Did you have, yeah, parties, no. presents. Now, parties less so, right? Let's be honest. I had me having a Christmas because I finished work on the 21st. You know, some of us worked all the way through our season. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Oh, uh, you're on thin ice. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, so I finished on the 21st, which is unusual. It's normally right up to Christmas Eve, like, and I'm trying to collect the turkey on the way home in my panto conference costume. So fortunately this year, I didn't have any panto. Although I kind of missed the camaraderie of it, but basically I went straight into just... Did you miss the camaraderie of 10 o'clock in the morning? And no. shells for a load of kids. No, no <laughs> yeah. I don't miss that bit. Yeah, <laughs> but... yeah, I'd say, oh, I'd, yeah, I'd say Stevens' day, you woke up, God. Oh, do you know what I'd love to be doing? I'd, <laughs> I'd love to be singing It's for You to a load of 10 year olds. That's what I'd love. <laughs> Dressed as a fairy godmother. Yeah, did you mention it? <laughs> uh, no, I have to admit, like, I was never the fairy godmother anyway. Hello. Oh, you're always Wicked Queen. Love the Evil Queen. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I, yeah. briefly. The I Wicked was. Queen's hanging around with her since 1993, so oh. they thought it was fit. <laughs> True, true. Never true word said. Um, present company accepted, of course. Of course. But naturally. Um, but actually, yeah, I had a lovely Christmas. It was very nice. My youngest boy, uh, who incidentally has given out to me for not talking about him on the podcast enough. That's so cute. I know. Here was I thinking I was protecting him from my life, but no. No. And I didn't even know he was listening to me. Oh, uh, so. hello, Tom. Yes, Tom. You are going to be the new feature in our show. Yeah, the soon. Tom section. <laughs> the Tom section. Joe, you know we should do. We should do it. We should do an episode on parenting and get them on. Oh my God! No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> let's let's see let's see what sort of a job Neve did. Oh. 
get my two boys on. They are amazing people, but they would rather, I think, stick needles in their eyes than talk about their mother and their parenting skills. <laughs> because A, I don't think they remember most of it. <laughs> oh, I, I'd imagine they'd love a writer apply, me. <laughs> So maybe what we should do is you do a podcast without me and the two boys and then you'll find <laughs> out who I really, really like. am. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, he was home for a while. So he's home for a few days and it was really lovely to spend time with him. I had a very nice Christmas day. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nave, I was in bed all of Christmas. I was sick the whole lot of Christmas. <laughs> You're saying that like I didn't know. I'm I offered to bring a chicken to no. um, I was very clear about it. I'm so I'm still so annoyed and I'm, I'm better now yeah but I'm annoyed and then I missed all of Christmas <laughs> did you? it was awful I know but you had a proper flu I had a proper flu I'll tell I mean, you what not just not just a man flu no no this was like a proper like women can get it too flu <laughs> <laughs> and I worked right up to the wire right because I knew <laughs> you knew it was coming I knew it was coming <laughs> And on the way back, I could feel myself, you know, like when you're just, you're about to get something and you're just at war with the world. Like, I know. Yeah. I was going through airport security because we, we flew from, uh, we flew from Manchester to Cork. This is one right? of your many flights, let's be honest here. <laughs> I could see this coming like at 40 places. And it was, I was not, in, I wasn't in a good place. Oh. I have to say. <laughs> I was just like, let's just get these last few shows done. <laughs> And uh, did I tell you about the? I can't remember who I talked about this before. Did I tell you about the woman in Dublin Airport that I saw gone through with the vodka in her bag? No, I have never seen anything like this in my life. Right? This is this was my new thing. Right? Airport security, I couldn't handle it. By the end of the year, I was just like I was approaching rapidly approaching burnout. What was that film where Michael du- Michael Douglas gets stuck oh, in traffic? Uh, is it Fallout? Is it called Fallout? F- falling down. Falling down. Where he runs through traffic with a shotgun. Yeah. That's 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 the frame of mind I was in. Okay. Right. And I was going through airport security in Dublin. <laughs> there was this woman. He had a terrible uh, haircut. Don't do it. <laughs> he did. Yeah. The crew cut never suited him. No, don't do it. So I was going through fast track, right? Because I can't be dealing with other people. No, well, why Excuse would you? Me. And you're seven, famous now. Seven quid. <laughs> seven you're worth, famous now. Worth every penny. So I was going through, and there was a woman ahead ahead of me was stopped, like because my bag went in to be to be checked. Oh you yeah. Know? Um, and there was a woman ahead of me, and. Uh, he he took out her case and he was like, this yours? She's like, yeah, yeah, that's mine, yeah. And uh, he said, do you have any liquids in the bag? And she went, no. No. No, nothing I can think of, no. And he was like, no liquids at all in the bag? And she was like, no, nothing. She, he opened the case. She had a litre of vodka. A litre? And, and a six pack of cans of Coke. And like precious little else in the bag. Like if there was a pile of bags, she would be, she would be saying, that's me vodka case. Can you be unaware of that? She was clearly not. Did she lie? Oh, yeah, sorry. I totally forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> like, if you've been on a plane in 20 years. I know. Maybe she hasn't, to be honest. So I was losing the will to live, basically. <laughs> and then I got the flu. <laughs> and I had to cancel gigs. And I had to cancel a trip to London. Oh, and I, poor And pet. drinks with friends, Neve. All of it went by the wayside. And do you know what the worst part of it was, right? What? The worst part. <laughs> Don't you dare patronise me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm being supportive. <laughs> the st- worst part was I got fluid in my ear, right? From this nave, I swear to God, if you laugh. I'm not laughing. This is very serious for all our fluid in the ear sufferers out there. Okay. <laughs> and what I had to do was I had to, to try and get this fluid out of my ear. I had to lie on my bed face down. And then I had to pull myself forward, right? <laughs> so that my head was on the floor. <laughs> While I was still lying on the bed. 
Oh, I see what you mean. Like, and I had to just turn my head side to side. That's what I was doing on Christmas Day and I thought, you know what? <laughs> Things this, are is, this is not living. This is not how I saw this going. This is not how I saw Christmas going. And I don't feel I got the sympathy I deserved. Okay, sorry. Do you know what I did do? And I'm mortified about this. What? I'm absolutely very embarrassed because on Christmas Eve right because I had to skip all the friends stuff like I was supposed to meet my friends the day before Christmas Aww. Eve we are going to go for a dr- it was going to be lovely yeah, but I, mean, I, ha- I had to cancel I'm not the one that normally cancels no I know um, so I had to cancel and I decided well on Christmas Eve I'll I'm just going to go around and leave presents outside houses because I wasn't going to see anyone right oh okay so you just left your germs on presents instead yeah basically it was yeah, like cough through the ladder box so <laughs> so one of my friends Neve. Right, she, she another Neve, another Neve. Okay, different yeah. Neve. Well, clearly, because I didn't get any criteria, presents. It's a great. Excuse me, I have a present in my bag for you. Now you'll be mortified. Um, <laughs> I brought you coffee. <laughs> so Neve, right? Her daughter got COVID, okay. so they were going to have to have Christmas. Like it was a last Aww. minute, she had to do Christmas at home. Oh, so she was like running around trying to get stuff. So what did you give her? And I dropped. <laughs> I dropped her present outside her house and she was like, oh yeah, we're having Christmas here. But I've got to get a few bits. I, the last thing I have to go out do is I have to go out and get a Christmas pudding, right? Now, I always bake the Christmas pudding in my family. Uh-huh. And I told my mom that I'd made a Christmas pudding and she said, oh, I got like your nephew to do it. Because like he's finally old enough, he wants to make the Christmas pudding. Nobody told me, right? Oh Nobody my told God, me. that's terrible to be replaced. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I feel like every year. God. I feel like every year that Eurovision comes up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what it's okay. like now to, okay. to be replaced as there a Eurovision winner. There That's you go. exactly what I thought. That's like. exactly what it was like. So I said to my friend Neve, "Don't go running around the shops. Don't worry. What I'll do is, uh, when I'm drop going over to my parents tomorrow, I'll drop a Christmas pudding. I'll leave it outside your door." She was like, "Oh, brilliant! You've saved me a trip." Well. Eight o'clock Christmas Day, I was sitting in my mother's house, right? And you forgot. My mother got out the Christmas pudding. And you went? And I suddenly remembered. <gasps> At eight o'clock in the morning? No, eight o'clock in the evening. Oh, shh. <laughs> so, no longer. Yeah, look, look you have another need. I think, I think she had look. I think she had looped the loops in the freezer. I think that got them through the Christmas dessert. Oh, my God. Gross. I, I felt awful. I was mortified. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Luckily, you have other friends who are called Neve, so that's fine. I have plenty of other Neves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure she that uh, she'll jettison me now. <laughs> yeah. And did you get nice presents? Did I get nice presents? I got a guitar. What? A new guitar. Yeah, I was thrilled, delighted. Twelve strings. Twelve. Oh, as if you, you know. Mm. Are you not challenged enough with six? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, to be fair, sometimes the way you talk to me, Neve. <laughs> to be fair, Garod accompanied me, and he's a very nice player. <laughs> He's a very nice player. I enjoyed it. <laughs> would you draw me in your band, Neve? Yeah. Yeah, I could draw me ne- next time you go out on the road. How much are you? Yeah. <laughs> you doing it for free? Well, I wouldn't have. <laughs> if you do it for free. <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about the price. <laughs> <laughs> if you're free, believe me, you'll be in the band. I did accompany you once, and to be fair, now you were tapping your foot. I have no sense of rhythm. <laughs> well, this is where I say, no, that's not true, isn't it, Grode? <laughs> Yeah, you're supposed to come back and go, no, yeah. you're just being too hard on yourself. <laughs> we have, you know, I'm a, listen, if it's any consolation to you, my husband gives out to me all the time because I'm a behind the beat kind of girl and he's an on the beat kind of guy. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, so it's kind that of... That sounds a, like the poster for an 80s movie. I know. A behind the beat kind of girl meets an on the beat kind of guy. <laughs> I know. J-Lo playing a dancing waitress. A guitar, that's a wonderful present. Yeah, it is a nice present, it isn't is it? What's your get? My two boys... 
uh, Tom and the other one who I hasn't given me permission to say his name yet. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom and Jack, they, they basically uh, bought me a TV. That's very fancy. I know, it is very fancy. I was very proud of them. Ah, that's lovely. Isn't it? Well done, lads. No, it's very fabulous. It's very fabulous because, you see, the oldest boy, I mean, it's not a coincidence that he's recently got a job in Curry's. All right. (laughs) Obviously, because it's the new year, um, our topic for today was New Year's resolutions. Oh, yes. So we do need to talk about last year, about how... (laughs) When I say I rolled in under the fallen gate. (laughs) I have to admit, when I saw this post on Instagram, I thought that is the single best thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I have to say I was proud of myself. You should be. If you you haven't listened to the show before, last year my New Year's resolution was I wanted to learn how to sew. I was trying to think though, what was yours? The same as it always is. Lose weight, record some songs, do this stuff. You know, it's just general stuff. <laughs> we were all tied up with the fact that you wanted to sew. Yeah. I you, mean, you, I... you were very specific. And you see, that's the problem. When you're specific, then I, I can check up on you. The thing is, I referred to it a couple of times over the year. You did. <laughs> and you were very I evasive. I have to say, you were, I, no, I was I did nothing about it, right? Nothing. And then it was in December, like when you were starting to have a go, I was like, this is a, this is a classic bullying situation now and I need to get out of it. <laughs> So. But I knew I knew you were up to something, right? And, and and I was fully expecting, even when you started doing that post, I was expecting, you know, some sort of sewn thing. But I was thinking maybe a hem or like a, <laughs> like a square. You know, those are the basic things that you do. Like a little sampler. And then... Dermot. Dermot. Oh, my God. I love Der- Dermot. He's, he's, a, he's a teddy bear I made. Well, he's, he's an elf on the bear. shelf. He's like a... He's like a cross between a monkey yeah, and a horse. Does he not remind you of some sort of weird character that used to be on TV? Oh, vaguely. Yeah, not that colour, but he was that shape and he was and he was like rude or, it, you know, oh, not, not rude. He wasn't rude. He was he was mischievous. He, he kind of has a satanic monkey look about him. Yeah, and I made him have a pair of socks. No, I bought I bought two <laughs> pairs of child socks. <laughs> and I thought, OK, let's do it. So I, I spent a day and a half snuffling, sniffing. <laughs> and snotting and so on. Right. I actively encouraged Grode to bring Dermot. Unfortunately, he forgot. I completely him. forgot about no, him. No, no, I'm actually not. Do you know why? Because he was on pride of place on the coffee table. No, I get And that. then Boots started to savage him. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Like she, yeah, she's just having him by the back of the neck and she's shaking the life out of him. Yeah, but you keep hiding Like the him. runt kitten. <laughs> but actually, now that you said you sniffled and snuffled through the making of that, I'm kind of happy you left it home. I know, yeah. He's, he, like, Dermot needs to be de- decontaminated yeah, before he, he comes to, to visit me. Yeah, he needs to go a sheep dip before he's yeah. touched by anyone else, you. <laughs> I have to say that once you start, once you start, you're like, I'm determined to do this now. That's brilliant. Because even like the stitching of is making his ears... His ears were very difficult. His well, ears and his tail. Yes, there was a lot of difficulty in yeah. that. You know, I really did think you were going to like literally <laughs> sew a square. Because when you talked about learning to sew, we did talk about, you know, grand projects. But actually, all you wanted to do was to be able to... To, to do a hem and a button. Yeah. That was all I wanted. But you re- you definitely I'm excelled. I'm I'm going to take commissions. <laughs> There's no buttons on Dermot, though, is there? There is. Eyes. Oh. Oh, you see. His eyes are buttons. Now, do you know what? He has a very possessed look off him. I, he's got the same energy as, you know, like Child's Play. You know, for Chucky and Child's Play. <laughs> you know, it'll always represent that productive part of your life. <laughs> and when you said, 
I'll fucking show you Neve Kavanagh. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? Nothing inspires you like a bit of vengeance. I swear to God, if you've got a little bit of a vendetta, that'll get stuff done. Yeah, but don't you feel more fulfilled that you achieve that? I, I do. And do you know what? I think if you're making a to-do list for January, mm-hmm. I think if you put a little bit of a vendetta or a little bit of an agenda behind it, like when you're, when you're doing a to-do list, think to yourself, who could this ruin? <laughs> You know the way we talk about New Year's resolutions and I was thinking about it a lot over because I knew we were going to do this podcast, right? Okay. My mum brings something to the table every year that okay. puts the fear of the Jesus in us, right? We are all like, oh God, right? And her thing is, you have to have a word for the year. What's your word, Neve? <sighs> Neve, what's your I word? I love this. Right, so basically you have a word for the year and, you know, Sometimes it's very worthy. You know, my sister says trust. And, uh, you know, we all try and think ah, nice. Ah, come off it. I know. <laughs> you know, and my outside word is forward. Revenge. Money. <laughs> we want real words here. <laughs> my outside word is forward. Forward? Yeah, forward. Let's move forward this year. Let's stop talking about, you know. Nave. In my that's third, a terrible word. It is for me this year because it's my 30th anniversary, but I'm committed to it now. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, but, you know, I kind of Forward, I'll spend most of my year going forward, but looking back. But, you know, forward <laughs> is good. Forward is a good word for me, because quite well, frankly... forward happens anyway. Yeah, yes, it does. But, you know, <laughs> actually, sometimes you have to remind yourself to move forward. Yeah, I suppose. Because it's easy to stay in the past, right? Okay. You know, I live in the now, as we know. Right? You do. And, yeah. and so, but that, hence why I haven't recorded anything, because <laughs> if it's not happening in the now. Yeah, in the now. Like, no, absolutely <laughs> you not. You know, put me in a recording yeah. studio, I'll have plenty recorded for you. Yeah. Right? You know, so that's just the way. Um, so, it's the forwards that, so I need to move forward now. It's, yeah. Because the last few years has been, every time you try to move, take a step forward, somebody goes, <laughs> No, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, yeah. so there's an element of that. And I got my momentum back last year. I really did feel the energy coming in. It was great. So I thought forward's a good word. Tragically, my husband picked the same word. <laughs> Almost at the same time. And I don't know whether that's Neve, me. You, you need to get a new word. I know, I have a new word. Is... <laughs> I have to find a new word now. And it's already late in the year. So I don't know what this new word is going to be. But Passenger. <laughs> yeah, copycat. Becker. <laughs> I want to be really optimistic this year. Oh, optimistic. Well, you see, here's the thing, right? I want to be optimistic this As opposed year. to irritable. <laughs> Which was definitely your last year word when the amendment. Well, in the back six months of last year, I was like, I swear yeah. to God, if somebody crosses me. <laughs> Sorry. They are going to get the full Sorry. force of my <laughs> rage. I'm not going to get in the way of your of your optimism. I'm very, I'm very here for the optimism. Go ahead. No, I'm going to be optimistic. But I also want to be, it to be a year of optimism, but also a year of taking no shit. Oh, good. I like that. Not taking any shit. But that's not one word. From anyone <laughs> at any point. And I feel like, even when I say that, I feel like I should have one of the, It should be like the moment in a musical. You know, like where your woman in The Little Mermaid <laughs> would come out and sing Poor Unfortunate Soul. Oh. Pauline. Ursula, even. Pa- isn't that Pauline? There's no Pauline in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> the live action's coming out. Is it we'll Ursula? See it. It's Ursula. I want to be Ursula. <laughs> I knew I knew it was a mummy at the school gates name. Yes, I knew, Ursula. <laughs> I knew my mum had a friend with <laughs> the same name. <laughs> it's Ursula or it's Pauline. Who the fuck is Pauline? <laughs> I thought it was Pauline. No. I don't I don't know if there's ever been a, a Disney Pauline. <laughs> Disney, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if Disney is set in a chemist, go down to Pauline and the chemist and give me prescription. <laughs> Ursula. 
Ursula. Ursula. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I have that real poor unfortunate souls vibe. You want to be if Ursula? anybody crosses me now. I love Ursula. I want to be her. I do, yeah. I do, yeah. Like, <laughs> Ursula she, Ursula is kind of like, if you go into a pub and Blanche's town at two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> on a Tuesday, you'll see Ursula. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, pick any time yeah, in the afternoon. Yeah, on our fourth gin of the day. <laughs> I don't think Ursula leaves that pub. <laughs> and nobody makes an issue about it. <laughs> exactly. Nobody dare say it to her. Sometimes. As I, they shouldn't. I bet they buy drinks for her now. Exactly. <laughs> So optimism is your word. I think I'm going to be optimistic next year. That's yeah, it's a really good. Yeah, this year. Yeah, this year. I mean, no, look that, on the bright side. Yeah, look on the bright side. This year for me is going to be a lot about remembering that event, the oh, event, right. <laughs> because I don't know if I told you right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell uh, anything. Anything that happened. Anything in particular happened thirty years ago, Nate? Imagine you wanna... thirty years ago. <laughs> 30 years ago 30, this May. Just a wee slip of a girl. Well, my mum rang me, going back to my mum, on the 1st of January. She rang me in the morning to say, Neve, I've just realised I was in Vienna this day 30 years ago. I went, where are you, mum? <laughs> and you rang me to say, or I rang you, because back then there wouldn't have been those kind of phones, she says. And I rang you and you told me that you were thinking about singing a song in the Eurovision and that you liked the song. She says, now, I just want to remind you that this is the beginning of your 30th anniversary. That's lovely. It is really lovely. And little did you know. Yeah, what was ahead. What was ahead. I know. That when you won the Eurovision, as you sang the reprise and you were thinking to yourself, I hope this leads to the real dream, which was to co-host a podcast. Attention, Agony Rants listeners. I will be bringing my show Glamour Hammer on tour next year and we have added extra dates. A lot of the dates early in the year are sold out, but we are adding more. So we've added a fortnight in Limerick and there are extra shows going on sale in Port Leash, Wexford and London. And we have also added new shows in Nace, Monaghan, Armagh and Westport. For a full list of dates and ticket links, you can go to my bio on Instagram or to girlfairly.com. So that'll be me checking that up to see if you can squeeze me in any time. <laughs> Anytime, Neve. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> there's a full list of dates and there's more being added. Uh, and the UK dates are slow to be added because they've no respect for me over there. <laughs> but that's going to change. But just keep an eye on my Instagram and I'll post the dates as soon as they go on. Thanks. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support us, and help keep the show on the air, you can subscribe to Headstuff Plus. Headstuff Plus is a bonus platform where you can pay as little as five euro a month. And for that five euro, you will get bonus episodes from us and bonus content from all of the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. But most importantly, your five euro will go to helping make the records easy for us by buying us coffee. And diesel. And scones. Uh, and as for bonus episodes, uh, you will get access to video content. So videos of us recording the show. Mm-hmm. You will also get access to bonus episodes where we'll be chatting to guests that might be in the shows mm-hmm. or future shows. Very or you will also get access to episodes where we talk about problems that don't appear on shows on the main feed. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's loads of stuff in there. Such a lot. And also, we're kinder to people who are subscribers. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And are not adverse to giving you a little personal message every now and then if you want to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's very little we won't do for actual subscribers. Uh, Well, (laughs) Neve has a lot less boundaries than I do. (laughs) But we're nice to them. We're very nice to them. Um, And one of the shows on the Headstuff 
podcast network uh, that you can get bonus content from or that you can just listen to on the main feed is this one. And it's absolutely brilliant. We don't know what it is because we forgot to ask. Yeah, I know. But it's really good because everything on Headstuff's good. Always. Here's the clip. The Podcast Studios is the home of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's where lots of our shows are recorded and we work on editing, promotion, videos, live shows and lots more. As a podcast production company with three state-of-the-art studios for audio and video in Dublin city centre, we can work with you to tell great stories in a professional and engaging way. From government organisations to charities, arts groups to international brands, entrepreneurs to hobbyists, we've worked with everybody and we can help you to get the word out. Whether you need studio time, you're hosting a live stream or webinar, or you need support with editing or marketing, we can tailor a package for you. For more info, head to thepodcaststudios.ie. Neve, we have a follow-up. Mm-hmm. We have so, we have a couple of follow-ups here. Okay. okay so, uh, first of all, we have one from Ness. Uh, Ness says Hi guys Firstly I love your podcast I made a flippant suggestion And thought it was funny at the time On the best way to save money Uh, Someone mentioned Checking bills etc A few times a year Stick needles in my eyes Yeah Understandable (laughs) Well I use an app called Pocketsmith Once set up it is brilliant and traumatising Depending on how you do your spending Oh yeah You can link it to your accounts And CC Credit card I presume Mm, Yeah I would imagine um, I did that or your CC and everybody in your uh, emails. I mean, I'd say she wrote this standing up on a bus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> every time you use your account or credit card, it captures it and then you go in and assign it to what you spend. It's only $11 per month, but al- uh, but although some weeks are frightening, you see exactly what you're spending and brilliant for your tax at the end of the year. As Garode said, knowledge is power. That doesn't sound like something I'd say. No, it doesn't. It's very sound, together. It sounds more like me. <laughs> but she's from Irish in Sydney. Like, Irish in Sydney. We love you. Ah. So, Ness, are you going to organise all the gigs for us to come down there? You know, we, yeah, exactly. D- double tour. We all, as we all know, uh, Neve would like nothing better than to oh, sing at the Sydney Opera House. That's my thing. I don't care if I'm doing it on this so, the tour. Yeah, Ness, if you're if you can arrange that, that'd yeah, be, that'd be absolutely fine. Lovely. That's a great idea, actually. That's my kind of gig. You know, where you actually really think about what you're spending. God, it's so stressful. I know. Speaking of which, did you cancel your gym membership? Yeah. No. Oh. I cancelled my gym membership and I didn't let my insurance just roll over. Good on you. I swear to God. Very impressive. I, I, I swear to God now, I'm absolutely going to be unstoppable next year. I, this year? Yeah, this year. We're already in the next well, year. Well, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> I think you actually you're correct. You have, to wor- you have to work up to being unstoppable, me. <laughs> Okay, here's another person showing their appreciation, Susan Spears. Uh, Dear Grode and Neve, just a quick message to say I love your podcast. Hope Boots is nursing you back to health, Grode. See, everybody cares. Thank God you're not driving that shagging Baraka around the country. (laughs) (laughs) Neve, love your straight talking. That's it. Oh, uh, you have a lovely friendship a very special one and we are lucky to eavesdrop in on ye every Monday wishing you both a fabulous Christmas and a happy healthy new year Susan thank you so much actually we really love doing it uh, don't we we adore it yeah Neve. absolutely love it um, uh, Sienna says hi Garod and Neve. my New Year's resolution is to meet you Garod I've met Neve, and she's alright <laughs> So it'd be nice to see how you fare. Sienna, not my real name, but just seeing how it feels. Oh, I've just seen who the email address is on this. That's actually my friend. 
I know who you are. <laughs> uh, we have another comment here from D. Kane. She says, so you asked for New Year's resolutions. Let's start with dry January. Let's give that shit up and embrace January. <laughs> Let's face it, February is the start of Lent and all the fasting, deprivation, <sighs> Catholic guilt. So I'm here on New Year's Day lashing back the wine <laughs> and resolving to enjoy more than give up for January. I swear to God, I say she said about three bottles of wine with the way she's reading this letter. There's <laughs> not a full stop, not a comma. <laughs> Next on the list is giving up that those bullshit reels of cleaning your house and step by step one, one chore, chore by, by day, day bullshit, bullshit organizer, organizer schedule. <laughs> like today is bathroom day or some bullshit. Okay. Did, she, did you write this no. comment or did she just scream it at Alexa in a wine fuel? <laughs> Like, no, but she has a point. What the heck? Well, I, if you can find it, Neve, <laughs> I take my hat off to you. No, but I, I kind of get what she's saying. You know, she might have sobered up now and maybe gone back to her list. But I, what I'm saying is, you know, the thing is, A, who does Lent anymore? Exactly. How yeah. many people? I don't meet. People talk about Lent, but they don't really give it up. Um, Here's an interesting thing. She's right. Janet, what is it about New Year that we feel we have to kind of get ourselves guilted into Nick, everything? We are not taking this seriously. Okay, okay. This is... <laughs> okay, you're not taking this, it seriously. This is somebody that's probably dead at the bottom of our stairs. <laughs> like... Here, now that we think about it, this list thing, did you take your Christmas tree down? When no. did you take your Christmas tree down? Now, here's my thing, right? I have a real tree these days, oh. which means that you have to be slightly more on it with taking it down. Okay. Because I used to leave mine up till March. Oh, no, no, no. No, mine is the 6th of January. I actually have a fear of God if I take it down before then. Oh, the, is it bad it's, luck? It's a tradition or something. I don't oh, know. No. I don't know whether... I, I, I might have misremembered that. I used that. to leave it up until February. Or, well, no, maybe March, but I turned the lights off in February. Because <laughs> I just thought after February, you're, you're taking the piss if you still have your lights on. Like people look, you, you see people looking at the house a bit funny. <laughs> I know. I, I but don't it's know lovely. You don't you only get... Like, no, Christmas tree. I know, but to be fair, mine is 25 years old. There's bits hanging out. It's stuck on with gaffer tape. You know what I did yesterday, actually. It was so satisfying. It was the first time because I, I, I always try and keep myself away from the tree because the loveliest thing in the world is, you know, when the, they start to dry out a bit and you start to like just rub the pine leaves in your hands and they just start to fall off. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so satisfying. It's like bubble wrap. It's like that, just like, oh, I need to do what I need to do what I, I need know. to do. It. I can and, imagine that, but the, then you have to clean it. Yeah, but it's grand. Don't mind. I love, it. I love a quick Hoover. Like it's very my satisfying came in Hoover. Yesterday and he just looked at me and he was just like, Were you at the Christmas tree? And I was like, No, never went near it. Oh. Don't know why you accused me of something like that. <laughs> and it's very satisfying. I'm taking Hoover. the kids to me, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> what is, it? is that Boots and, and Dermot now? Boots and Dermot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have a letter from Michelle Collins. No, Michelle Carroll. Okay. Michelle Collins is actually in EastEnders. I was going to say. I'm <laughs> not sure, sure if she's aware of the podcast, but we'd love to have you on, Michelle. Oh, come on, Michelle. Uh, hi, Neve and Garot. Hope you guys are keeping well. I just finished listening to this week's episode about the mouse and oh. I was laughing in my kitchen like a mad woman, much to the horror of my housemates who thought I was demented. Was there any word from the... From the mouse? The hotel getting talked? <laughs> the mouse has never talked to me. Um, no, 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 Didn't no. send a goodie basket, basket of fruit? Nothing. Nothing, nothing. Absolute pricks. Mm. We, do you know what? We should go back to that video and we should tag them in it. That's what we should do now. Uh, I got to the part about New Year's resolutions and the guilt that comes with dieting after Christmas. That would have been the bit where Neve was having a real go at me for not doing, for not learning to sew. Well, well, well. 
I work as a nutritionist and oh. I generally, generally, generally find with clients after Christmas looking to get back on the wagon, whatever that means, the most helpful reframe possible is realising that you haven't put on 15 stone in two weeks as much as you might feel like it. Getting back into a routine will lead to the majority of it slipping back off once you remove the litre of Baileys and kilo of celebrations from your daily routine. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to be actually quite offended by that because I think that that's a generalisation about people at Christmas, but it's close. It's pretty accurate. Because, <laughs> you know, Tesco's were doing a very good deal on leader of babies at Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Do, you know what? Do you know what's absolutely delicious, right? Wow. An affogato. Oh, I, I've come across that yeah. twice in the last two weeks and I hadn't seen it for years. A lump, a, like a lump of ice cream with an espresso on top of it. Mm. Or... <laughs> <laughs> or warm Baileys. A glass of Baileys. Wow. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, Christmas. I, I, I feel that that's not really what the point she's getting at. No, no, it's exactly <laughs> the opposite, actually, to be fair. But just in case people that are, you know, really, really rallying against what Michelle okay. has to say, there's okay. something in there for them. <laughs> yeah, we're just warm, warming up. Oh. Christmas is to be enjoyed, not for shame spiralling. Oh, okay. We're back on Michelle's side now. <laughs> Generally, helpful strategies for managing post-Christmas include... Adding to your diet rather than taking away. I think that's a really good tip. It is a really good tip. Focus yeah. on adding in fruit and veg with meals rather than trying to cut out everything at once. And add in a glass of water. And a glass of water. Very important. Uh, eating regularly, replacing the selection box breakfast <laughs> with an actual breakfast, etc. <laughs> Getting clear on your values. It can be helpful to ask yourself what is most important at Christmas. Spending time with your loved ones or weighing out your chicken breast and doing a few burpees while you cry over an old photo of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she stood beside me. On like, like <laughs> just right there. Are you doing burpees with the flu? <laughs> Impressive. Hope this helps. Love the pod. Any other questions, give me a shout. I'll be more than happy to answer. Thanks for all the laughs this year from Michelle. Michelle. Well, thank you very much, Michelle. I really appreciate that, actually, because I totally agree with you here. I think you need two stars and a wish. Start. Everybody starts from the negative instead of the positive. We should try We should try and get some experts in next year because we're doing guests. We're doing guests. We're doing guests this very year. Exciting. This year. Um, we've got some good guests, I meant to tell you. Yo, very yeah. exciting. Neve, we have a problem. Okay. Okay. Uh, the title of this is Is This a Resolution or a Problem? Oh. And it's an email and it's in from Andrew. Happy New Year, Neven Garode. I have a bit of a problem that I'm thinking could be turned into some kind of New Year's resolution. I'm single and whenever I talk to absolutely anyone new, men or women, face to face, in a shop or at work, random events, showroom salesmen, gym, etc. Within about two minutes, they will very clearly drop their husband or wife into conversation. <laughs> okay. This makes me feel bad and I'm developing a complex that maybe I'm coming across as an intimidating predator rather than just a person who enjoys talking to strangers and has the sexy intentions of a comatose panda with the flu. <laughs> if we have got a letter from a sober person this year, I've yet to read it. <laughs> Come on, keep going. Rather than avoid humanity for yet another year, <laughs> I'm going to... My God! <laughs> I'm going to try a resolution challenge to have first conversations that last more than two minutes before people tell me about how unavailable they are. Failing this, what advice would you give me to help me overcome this problem? Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. 
Andrew, give yourself a break. Yeah. <laughs> this, I get, look, I get it. If you're single, and if it's on your mind that you're single, and if you feel that everybody else is in a relationship apart from you, that then you may just notice what people are saying to you. And, and as, soon as, you, as soon as they mention partners or anything like that, that's the bit that you hit on. Like, I doubt that people are genuinely, romantically rejecting you within the first two minutes of meeting you. <laughs> They don't know you for a start. But, Absolutely. But like, it, it's... Uh, no, listen, I totally get what you're saying here, Grode. That is That makes sense, right? You're right. There's that anticipation because you're already single. You feel like you're going around with a big sign on your head going, you know, it depends on what way you're Completely. going. Completely. And what way you approach him in two minutes in the gym, you know, like showroom salesman. You know, do you have that kind of hopeful look all what the time? What were you buying in a showroom? I don't know. I feel, like this is a, I feel like that's what we should be asking. That's the real there's, question we no, should be asking. No, there's so much in this. I totally get it. I think when you're single, I remember periods of time when I was single, you know, even, you know, I never really felt like people kind of responded to me in that way. You know, yeah. I, you know, I often talk about the fact that people didn't really ask me out or anything. It's not that kind of way. I was always quite self-contained as a person, but, I, you know, and I'm always kind of open and all and flirty but not necessarily obvious to them that I was into them I used to have to kind of go and hit them over the head but actually I don't think I think I think you're right Road. I don't think they're just sitting there going I have to tell this person I'm single or no that, you know, I don't, I don't think together. that's happening at all I think Andrew seems like an outgoing friendly sort of person yeah and, and conversation seems to come easy to him yes and I think sometimes people misconstrue that they misconstrue it, but also people, uh, not everybody finds conversation easy. Like not everybody can do the chat. So when you're confronted with somebody who is actually quite good and quite open and quite um, articulate. Yeah. It, they, they, people don't know where to go with that. So sometimes people can be, you know, they feel like I should open up. Oh, well, so they start to tell them about themselves. <laughs> And one of the things that comes up is like, well, I was just saying to my partner, or I was just saying to my... Yeah. So that's the way it comes up. It's not It's not necessarily that they are trying to let you know they have a partner. It's that you are coming across as a friendly, open sort of person. Yeah. And that their only way of opening up is to talk about something and then, then they happen to reference something for you that is a bit of a trigger or it's a bit of a... You know, yeah. it's a hot button issue for you. And that's the bit that you see. But in actual fact, what you're seeing is people trying to open up to you and be as friendly with you as you are with them. Because when, you, when you're talking about things like in the gym or in the in showrooms or... Um, the shop, the random shop events. Work, yeah. These are all people that are... These are all people that are at work. Yeah. and But the other thing that's happening, I think you've got to remember is, you know, people are out doing their thing and actually... I think your struggle is more, how am I going to meet someone? Yes. And and it is hard to meet people now. Yeah, it is. It is very hard to meet people. Uh, if you're single, you sometimes think you're going around with a sign on your head saying, available, like, I'm single, I'm single, I'm single. And you, if you don't want to be single, that's a difficult thing. And so how do you actually meet people? You know, you would have met people possibly at work or through common friends or anything. But it's really di more difficult now. I, I mean, I often wonder how people meet. Them. I know. I, I mean, I, there's not as much kind of hooking up in a bar when you weren't looking. And I, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's not, it's not quite as easy. You know? Well, I definitely think that 
meeting somebody is as much a project as anything else. Getting yeah. fit. Yeah. Doing up your sitting room. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's all the same. Yeah, but It's just work. No, no, but yeah, but at the same time, right? Sometimes when you're actively looking, you won't find it. Sometimes Completely. you need to sit back a little bit and just enjoy what, what you're doing and just kind of become more self-contained. And then suddenly, voila. I wonder, like, I mean, you mentioned there about um, that you're developing a complex that maybe I'm coming across as an intimidating predator rather than just a person who enjoys talking to strangers. But it seems extreme that... That you know. seems very extreme. I yeah. And I would say... And maybe he's trying to be funny with the way he's saying that, but actually, it's probably not true. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. And it all stems from you thinking, yeah, because, oh, because you're chatty and you're open to new mm, people. I know. Um, that it, it's coming across the wrong way. And, and it isn't. Like, a lot of this is in your head. Yeah. I would imagine so because because you're probably just focused on what things are and you know maybe your the fact that you're really noticing that they're mentioning their partners in means that you're actively looking for clues whether they're single or exactly you know so maybe don't don't worry about that so much maybe yeah. you're, are you leading are you asking leading questions the other thing is <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it <laughs> well it depends on what the leading question is yeah, like yeah. if you're asking like do you live with your partner <laughs> That's not quite leading. That's blatant. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, I was never good at this. You know, but was, you know, think like about... predatory question would be, "What have you got on?" <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think. No, but you know what I mean. It's uh, you know maybe there are ways that you're looking for clues and you're asking questions or maybe you know probing a little bit. Clearly, you're looking for a relationship, and I completely understand that. And the chances are you're not triggering it, but you might be just putting in things that make them actually respond with, "Oh, my partner, this," or you know, maybe it's not yeah. as as blatant as they're rejecting you. Maybe they're just answering your question. The other thing <laughs> is right, and this this could be this could be a reach, right? Okay. But the other thing is what what you're annoyed at. I don't think you're annoyed that they're dropping in. No. <laughs> that they have a partner. I think you're annoyed that they have a partner. <laughs> Which is fair enough. We've all been there, Andrew. It's it's a dark time, right? <laughs> it We've is. We've all been single when we don't want to be single. And let's be honest, we feel the world is paired up when that yeah, happens. And do you know what? Do you know what I will say? What will you say? If you are, if you are single yeah. and you don't want to be single, yeah. you are in a better position than being in a relationship with the wrong person. Because you have to think of that, Andrew. That's deep. If you are, if you are in a position, now I'm not saying that this is where Andrew is, right? But no. if you are in a situation where you're like a partner, any partner, <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> Please take a breath. That's trouble. <laughs> take a breath. <laughs> That's when you're heading into trouble. Yeah, it's unlikely. You're more likely to meet somebody if you join a... Club. Club. <laughs> oh God, that's the worst thing I've ever said. But do you know what I mean? I can't believe that's really Like you're in a... No, he, he, A yoga group. <laughs> oh, God. Would you want to... No. Imagine... Do you know what? That... Nothing... Downward dog. Nothing these, Nothing unites people more than downward dog. People on Instagram. These couples doing yoga together. Oh, well, no. It's okay. Oh, my God. I watch those videos of couples doing yoga and I think, oh, my God, I hope there's a gas leak. <laughs> May God Just... forgive you. <laughs> Couples that do yoga together and the see, other ones, couples that go swimming together. You know, you know, oh my God, you see them in their dry robe making the like the, 
the peace sign at the camera I'm just like I swear to God Andrew, I hope there's a tsunami Andrew, Andrew just all Groot is trying to do is make it I'm make just trying to make things easier for you Andrew make you right? feel that it could be worse you 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 could be doing yoga and outdoor swimming with someone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Look, Andrew. No, it's true. The Find problem some... is in your head, but you're not the problem, is Find... what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but there's, there's two sides to it. You know, in a way, Andrew, you need to relax a little bit here because yeah. clearly part of the problem is that you're probably chatting. You probably are asking leading questions more than you know in the sense that because you're kind of always potentially looking because that's what happens when you're single. You think, oh, you have to sit up straighter like a meerkat or something. Yeah. There's kind of that feeling that you're kind of a little bit more high alert. You become hyper aware that people might feel that way about it because you know periods of time I've been single and honestly I'm going to tell you Andrew the best way now is just to relax a little bit yeah go find other things to do you'll probably meet like-minded people doing stuff that you like to do or in areas that you like to do it's been hard the last couple of years because we've been you know we, we've learned to pull back yeah and be in different spaces and so you need to move yourself into kind of common things that you would like to do and you'll probably meet someone unexpectedly <laughs> I think you can meet a partner mm -hmm. by saying my goal is to meet new people. I yeah. think that, that I, I think that if you decide I, I think a good step on the ladder is to, rather to than thinking somebody, about meeting a partner is go I, meet I'm new people. I'm going to meet new people. I want to you yeah. know like and it could be just people in your your friend group or your in your network or just start yeah. to meet people more. The best new year's resolution I ever made ever ever ever, ever was ever. about uh 4 years ago. About oh. four or five years ago, maybe. Uh, and I decided I was going to meet somebody for coffee yeah. every single week. It was brilliant, yeah. It was just the best because I like I have so many friends that grew out of that. Yeah, because the casualness, and especially over the last couple of years, the casual mm. meetup has kind of gone by the wayside. Yeah. And so you have to actively make more of an effort. But it's good to meet new people, Andrew, but maybe reintroduce yourself to people that you haven't seen for a bit. You know, or yeah, not and also, do you know what, Andrew? Let people come to you a bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, like even in those relationships in shops or yeah. in gyms, instead of being the person asking the questions, yeah, let be the them. person that answers. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if somebody's trying to sell you something that it is and they're interested to talk to you. <laughs> exactly, I know. I used to love that. You know, like when what was that shop in um, uh, Abercrombie and Fitch? Oh, okay. I mean, look, it's not great. I mean, we, we've all seen the documentary. It wasn't a great shop. But like, you know, it wasn't a great company. The ethos wasn't great. But we didn't know. Going time. in and having a hot lad with his top off tell you you look great in the jeans. <laughs> there was an awful lot to be said for that. I only ever shopped there on the sale days for the kids. I had no business in there otherwise. <laughs> it was too late in my life. <laughs> Remember New York? I don't remember any. They all used to be handsome and muscly with their tops off, standing there in jeans, high-fiving each other in the porch. With no that was their job. With, with no, no tops, tops on. on. Oh, Neve, it was worth the price of the flights. How did I? <laughs> I mean, they were disgraceful. Well, look, Andrew, we're very hopeful. We are very hopeful. And keep us posted, Andrew. Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like our advice to you has been really, really scattered. Yeah. It's their first week back. But, but I, I think that meeting people and meeting a partner is a project. So if, if you were doing up a room, the first thing you do is go buy the wallpaper. So like, you know what I mean? I, 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 I agree. Um, I think add into that, stop looking for the partner. Yeah, stop looking for the one. Le you know, the one. Casual sex, Andrew. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that, stop. That, no, that's what Andrew needs. <laughs> that's what Andrew needs. Just to, 
a couple of fixer uppers just to get you back on the horse. That's all you need, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say that is about as let's, let's, let's Tell me everything. <laughs> no. We have his email address, don't we? We, we want the touch. whole thing, Andrew. Yeah. But Hold we do, your bang. You know, I'm hoping that this time next year, Andrew writes in, or sometime during this year, writes in to tell us how fabulous life is because he's met someone. Yeah. You know, or he's learned. I mean, I think the likelihood is. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. He'll rush into something and <laughs> somebody will move in and write his bank accounts <laughs> and be homeless. But, but on, the, on the good side, he'll have to write in for another problem. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, Andrew, keep in touch. Yeah, please do. Actually, it's, it's a project. It's a journey. We feel your pain. Don't give yourself a hard time. <laughs> For the love of God. Don't kidnap anybody. <laughs> Dear Neven Garode, I'm the first time writer and long time listener. I loved Garode when I first heard him on Rana and Beverly. Uh, last or many moons ago I loved Fascinated and hope it comes back but I have to say Agony Rants is the podcast that makes my heart soar oh my gosh Aww. we love you already uh, Neve, you are amazing well I love you even more now <laughs> and I was introduced to your music via this podcast and would love to see you in concert someday I'll send you a ticket. Um, your friend makes me think of my best friend, who I have effectively lost touch with. I don't know why we don't see each other anymore. We we have known each other since we were teenagers and moved to different sides of the city. We still have mutual friends, but we were the glue that holds the friend group together. Oh, OK, I get that. Um, I guess during the pandemic, we lost touch in our monthly meetup, which had been drifting anyway. But since things have opened up last year, we have seen each other just twice and while we had a great time and we're thrilled to see each other, we have been tardy in making for future arrangements. Part of me wants to get back in touch and put in place our old routine, but maybe this is the natural order of things. We're both moms now and we have other priorities. It also feels weird to call out of the blue and ask for a monthly commitment. It's been on my mind, so I thought I'd share. Thanks for all you do. That's very sweet. It is very sweet. What do you think? That is really, really sweet. Where you stand on this? This reminds me of, you know, Elaine Stritch? Yeah. Broad, old Broadway performer, right? And she used to start her one-woman show with a joke about a prostitute, right? This reminds you of a prostitute? Yeah. And the joke was, it was something about a, a, an old New York prostitute retiring. And it was because it's not the work, it's the stairs. <laughs> okay. So, so this, I, I'm willing to go on this journey with okay, you, yeah. but I don't know where you're so going. The issue, the issue is not the issue, you know, like the issue isn't that you've fallen out of favor with your friend. The issue isn't that you've um, you no longer want to see each other. The issue is purely logistics. I agree. Like it's it's you've, you've met each other since the pandemic. You're still, you know, in, in tune, in tune. You still love each other. You're still great friends. But what has happened is the only thing that's missing in your friendship is this routine, mm -hmm. which, you know what? The thing about routines is people do them whether they want to or, or not because the routine is in place. Yeah. You know, it's a habit. So the, the habit has been broken. But just because something's a habit doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. You know? Yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, I do. Because actually. now when you see that you absolutely do want to see each other and you've only seen each other twice and you would like to see each other more. So I would say that there's no harm in saying that. 
oh my God, beyond I'm totally 100% with you. I mean, not the prostitute thing, but actually, you know, I totally get... the work it's the stairs. No, I get that. I get Now that you explained it, it's going to be part of my life. Now that's it. (laughs) It's going to be my new mantra. Not the work it's the stairs. I don't know what it is, but it's about 2023 that just your patronising tone (laughs) is going through me. (laughs) You've gone from optimistic to irritable very fast. (laughs) Non-tolerant. Anyway... Right, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel about this, right? The thing is, all that's wrong here is that because your lives have got busy and that's natural and proper and that can happen, the thing is you need to make time. You need to make time. You need to say, I'd love to see you more. So I'm going to make time. Will that suit you? Your friend could be in the exact same position. Where they're like, is it is it is it weird if I say, do you want to keep doing that? Do you want to start doing that? You know, last Thursday of the month thing that we used mm. to do, or whatever whatever your arrangement was. It's no reflection on your friendship. No. If you meet each other to talk about this and you bring it up, and then you decide that actually you're not gonna. No, and the have thing that is, standing you know, maybe it's not practical to do it every month. But yeah. the point is, if you don't make time in your schedule for it, the thing is, it'll not happen. Yeah, and do, I always think we're friends with friendship with any relationship yeah it's work and what you don't want is the one to be sitting there waiting wanting something and sitting there waiting for somebody else to do it yeah because yeah. that's that's a hard position to be in but also it's not really fair no it isn't fair it's not fair at all actually you really need to be the one to instigate this it's exactly. a really good thing what's the worst she's going to say no I don't want to do that but yeah, it won't be because she doesn't want to be your friend. Exactly. It's because maybe she doesn't have the time for it. Also, you're even just saying that this friendship that we have, this is the thing that exists and that you care about it. Yeah, I was going to say that there are worse things that people might ring up and say to you. I care about this friendship. I'd really like to see you more often. Oh, my God. How that's beautiful lovely. is that? It's so nice. Is it, I can't. That's not weird. That's I mean, even I, if she doesn't have time and she can say that to you, you know, just you need to accept if she says, I would find that hard right now. Totally. The thing is, make time. You've got to make time, especially when you have kids. My God. when Once life and kids get in the way, you have to make time because very soon, you know, no matter how you think it isn't, but it's quicker than you think that they're gone and they're living their lives. They don't even have to be left the house for that to be a real thing. What's the worst that's going to happen here? She's going to say, no, I don't like you. That's not going to happen. No, that's not going to happen. So I mean, there's nothing to be lost here by just ringing up and say, I really miss you. I'd love to see you more often. And it also says it feels weird to call out of the blue and ask for a monthly commitment. I wouldn't do that. I would call. But it, like you're saying out of the blue, which is interesting because it feels like that maybe you have slightly lost touch a little bit. So maybe you just so need maybe to just make call more comments. The, you know what the best part is nowadays? You know, years ago, it would have been a phone call, right? Nowadays, you can just send a quick text thinking about you, how's yeah. things going? You know, little small conversations. This is one of those situations, like, you know, if you watch an old episode of Murder, She Wrote, and then you kind of look at it and you kind of go, if Jessica had had a mobile and had been able to, you know, <laughs> text the sheriff and say, we're in the barn, hon, bring your revolver. Like... <laughs> The whole episode would have just been, been wrapped different. up an awful lot quicker and a lot neater. To be fair, and it would have taken her a long, long time to go through her contacts list because there was a lot of people. Like, yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, Jessica strikes me as the sort of person that would delete the dead ones, though. <laughs> and, like, she was knocking them off each week. <laughs> um, yeah, but actually, I would say, seriously, you need to ring your friend, even just to say, hello, I miss you. And what a great time to do it. Yeah, start there. Happy New Year. How was the Christmas? Or even a text. Get a little thing going. Have a, Send something funny to her. You know, something out of the blue. Do you know what I will say, though? Mm. Right. This, this is just my thoughts on text. 
Oh, okay. I sometimes think with text and with Instagram, you can, you know, Instagram messages or Facebook messages or whatever, or, or just seeing people's posts, you can sort of feel like... You've been in contact. You've been in contact. But there's no real When contact. you haven't, but there hasn't been contact. Yeah. No, definitely. No, what I'm saying is, it doesn't have to be full on, we have to make this big commitment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can but. start with the small things, and then before you know it, you'll be meeting up on a regular basis. I think maybe if... if because if you're out of touch as in to the point where you're not actually even speaking at all, you know, it's nice to just have little moments in. You know, I have friends like that. I'm, You know, my one of my greatest friends, you know, we haven't been able to physically. I do a podcast with him. Yes. what I was waiting for her to say there. But. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, we waited a long time for that, though, didn't we? We waited a long time. I don't just jump in, Neve. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I have a thirty year, thirty years of due <laughs> diligence before I should make any commitment to anyone. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's it's it, friendships take work. They do. Yeah, they take work, and it doesn't have to be hard work. It should be love work. You know, something that you enjoy. It but doesn't it takes have to be hard work, but it has to be regular work. It does have to be regular. <laughs> and there's nothing better than being regular. I swear to God, that's something you miss over Christmas. <laughs> No, we're not taking it. Seriously, just make the phone call. Yeah, just ring her up. And we want to know. And we want to know. We want to know. Yeah, send us a follow-up. Yeah. And, um, and do you know what? Fair play to you because there are people who would think about this and then let it go. Yeah, and and we all think about stuff like this. You go, oh, should ah, but it's too. No, why, no, why would I do that? Don't no, let it's it go. Too awkward. I too, you know, it's too embarrassing. It's too needy. It's blah blah. It's none of those things. What you're doing is absolutely perfect. And she'll probably be uh, delighted for it. She'll be absolutely delighted, and she and like she'll either say yes, let's reinstate this. I, lo- or, I loved it. Or she'll say, oh my God, there's nothing I'd like more than to do this. But I've you know, I'm, I have two I'm, kids, I've school runs, I've blah blah blah. But yeah, let's see, let's see more of each other. And let's talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. That's a lovely one to end on. It is a lovely gl- one. We're back. We're putting out fires. I feel, left, right and centre. I feel so. I feel already that we've reunited people. It's been wonderful to chat to you. Oh, you too. I missed yeah. you. I'm glad to see you looking so well. Thank you. I yeah. know. I know. Not a bit of flu about you. <laughs> Not a bit of flu. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next Monday. Agonyrants at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. We always love to hear from you. And uh, we're looking forward to talking to you again. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.